This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery. Last week on The Kelly File on Friday night, I was on, and you can catch me there on this show this week, Thursday night, unless uh, that changes 9 p.m. Eastern. I was asked about the president's reaction to the Department of Justice investigation into Ferguson. Now, one thing that we have learned from over 30,000 pages of that investigation is that racism is very much alive in Ferguson and in the Ferguson Police Department. Racism toward African-Americans, Muslims, and other minorities. Traffic stops where racial profiling is not just occurring, it's the norm. Over 90% of the arrests in Ferguson are of African-Americans, yet only 67% of the population are black. There are people that say the president likes to play the race card and that, you know, every time something like this happens, a shooting happens, you know, it, you know, it's just about race and there's a victimization here. No, there is a reality that there is racial profiling taking place throughout law enforcement nationwide. And there is a reality that there are deep-seated racial feelings and problems with race relations between the police department and minority communities, specifically the African-American community. And now we have yet another. Another to add to Ferguson, Michael Brown, another to add to Staten Island, Eric Garner, although that was not a shooting. So let's just keep it with Michael Brown and Ferguson. We have another. A white officer shot Another white officer shot another unarmed black man, unfortunately, is how I guess I should put it. And within hours of that white officer shooting an unarmed black man in Madison, Wisconsin, where we are carried on the Leslie Marshall Show, and thank you for carrying us there in Madison, the police chief of that great city and the capital of Wisconsin was praying with the man's grandmother. He was doing this in hopes to strike a conciliatory tone and avoid the riots that he saw rock the city of Ferguson in Missouri last year. The chief, Mike Koval, said that he knows Madison is being watched nationwide. Tony Robinson, 19 years of age, died Friday night. And this police chief has gone out of his way to avoid what he called Ferguson's, quote, missteps. Here is the CBS report on that Wisconsin police shooting. Protesters took to the streets in Madison, Wisconsin today after police shot and killed an unarmed black teenager last night. This comes days after the U.S. Justice Department closed its investigation into the fatal police shooting in Ferguson, Missouri. Jerika Duncan tells us how this investigation will be different from the one in Ferguson. 
Thank you all so much for um, coming out. Members of the community gathered inside a church today to support the family of 19-year-old Tony Robinson. The rallying cry started last night when Robinson's grandmother grieved among protesters. Don't let this happen anymore. We have been marching in the streets. It was a protest that looked and sounded like the ones ignited by the shooting in Ferguson. But here, the State Department of Justice, not the local police, are leading the investigation. Police say they received a call around 6.30 Friday night that Robinson had beat someone up. Authorities found him at a house and forced their way in. Robinson, who was unarmed, allegedly assaulted Officer Matthew Kenny, who then shot the teen. Madison Police Chief Michael Koval. It's understandable that the reaction at the scene amidst some of our citizens is extremely volatile, emotional, and upsetting, and we understand that. Robinson's mother, Andrea Irwin, is in disbelief. My son has never been a violent person, never. And to die in such a violent, violent way is, it baffles me. According to court records, Robinson was convicted of armed robbery in 2014. More protests are being planned while community leaders are criticizing this latest police shooting of a black teen. I don't want to have unity. I want to have action. Some lawmakers in Wisconsin claim they're addressing concerns of injustice. Last year, the state became the first to require an outside agency to investigate fatal shootings by police. Officer Kenny, who allegedly shot Robinson, is on administrative leave. He is a 12-year veteran, and police say he was involved in a deadly 2007 shooting. Jim, the officer, was cleared of any wrongdoing in that case. Now, you heard the police chief talk about people, quote, folks are angry, resentful, mistrustful, disappointed, shocked, chagrined. I get that. People need to tell me squarely how upset they are with the Madison Police Department. But don't we need to have these conversations before these shootings? Now, let's be clear. Not every white cop who shoots somebody that's not white is guilty. But not every person is guilty that's being shot. And in the United States of America, we have the benefit, as Officer Darren Wilson did, with a grand jury voting not to indict in a Department of Justice investigation uh, finding that there was not enough to charge Officer Wilson and that Michael Brown's constitutional rights were not violated. Now, there are many of us who don't believe that. And like I said on TV last week, hey, just because you have a you know jury acquit somebody doesn't mean they're innocent. O.J. Simpson is an example of that. But we have the right to due process. We have the right to be proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. And until that point, we are all innocent and should be in the eyes of the law. Even when that member of the law is holding a gun at us. And we are not armed. As Michael Brown was not. Eric Garner was not. And 19-year-old Tony Robinson was not. Now, let's be honest. His mother said he was not violent. Maybe he wasn't violent, but he did have a rap sheet. It doesn't mean if somebody has a rap sheet that if somebody's chasing them or they're accused that they're guilty, you were innocent of each crime till proven guilty. And by the way, not everybody 
who was shot at the hands of an officer, regardless of their skin color, or in these circumstances, when they are African-American and shot by a white person, not every one of them is as innocent and, you know, pure as the driven snow, if you will. But they have that right to due process. Now, we don't know all the facts, but we are finding these out. But right now, we are seeing a police chief treading very carefully after this fatal shooting. And he doesn't want to make the mistakes that they made in Ferguson. Now, the contrasts with Ferguson are many. Uh, Ferguson police initially gave little information about the shooting of Michael Brown. Michael Brown, 18, he was unarmed. But the police chief here rushed to the home of 19-year-old Tony Robinson's mother. Now, she did not want to meet with him, but he talked and prayed with, with Tony Robinson's grandmother, and he did so in the driveway for 45 minutes. Now, I think that is smart because he's the police chief of this community, and Tony Robinson should have been given the right to due process, but by the way, that white officer has that same right. It took a week in Ferguson, however, to release the name of the officer who shot Brown, The police chief announced the name of the officer involved in Madison, which was Matt Kenny, the day after the shooting, less than 24 hours later. He volunteered to reporters that the officer had been in a previous fatal shooting in 2007. He wasn't hiding, fully transparent, and that he'd been cleared of the wrongdoing. Now, on the day that Ferguson police named the officer who shot Brown, they also released video showing what they said was Brown robbing a store. Now, when Koval was asked about Robinson's past criminal record, He declined to comment, saying it would be inappropriate to do so a day after the man died. Yes, it was the right thing to do in Wisconsin. Not what they did in Ferguson. Quote, we have a police chief who genuinely feels for a family's loss. It should be abundantly clear to anyone following this incident that Madison, Wisconsin is not Ferguson, Missouri. Now, that is Jim Palmer, executive director of the Wisconsin Professional Police Association. That is the state's largest police union. But the measured approach has not impressed some demonstrators. The police chief angered some of them earlier this year with a blog post demanding they stop blaming police for their problems. Quote, there are no apologies that can repair the loss or deal with the loss of Robinson. But Randy Grayson, an organizer with Young, Gifted, and Black, a Madison group that has demonstrated against what it says is mistreatment of blacks by the justice system, uh, she said, quote, this was bound to happen. There's nothing the chief can say short of changing the system. And here's where the problem lies, folks. Our handling of the situation after the fact is not preventing these shootings from happening. More and more young black men are being buried. More and more parents are watching their children be buried before them. That is not the order of things. More and more black people are arrested than others in most places in America. And usually by white people in a system controlled by whites. We may have a black president, but African Americans have not overcome. They have not overcome because there is no slavery. They have not overcome because the Civil Rights Amendment was passed. They have not, the Civil Rights Act was passed. They they have not overcome because there is a black president. They have not overcome this problem. And this is a problem. This is an elephant in the room. The only good thing that has come about as a result of these young men's deaths is the conversation. But the conversation means nothing if we don't put our words into action. And if we use that action to prevent 
We need officers talking to these mothers and fathers and grandmothers before their kids get shot. And we need people out there, regardless of skin color, taking responsibility for their children and the children taking responsibility for their actions. Your kid has a rap sheet. You've got to work hard to help set that kid straight. I know you can only lead a horse to water. You can't make him drink. I only have a six and seven year old and I already know that, that level of defiance. I want to talk to you this afternoon, America, because this is your show. These are your opinions. These are our law enforcement officers. We're all a part of Ferguson. We're all a part of Madison. This stuff happens here in Los Angeles and wherever you may live. So I want to ask you this afternoon a few questions, and I hope you'll join me at 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543-1. After you've heard some details that I've shared and we heard a report from CBS, what's your take on the Wisconsin police shooting after hearing the details that we have thus far? Of course, more perhaps will emerge. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, although placed on administrative leave, will Officer Kinney be charged with a crime? And should he, in your opinion, just based on what we know thus far? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Why do we continue to see unarmed African Americans killed by white police officers? Is this part of a bigger problem? Or simply a coincidence that doesn't have to do with race? There's far too many of you Hey there, I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome. Uh, we're talking about another shooting of yet another unarmed uh, black a teenager, unarmed black man, 19 years of age. Tony Robinson lost his life Friday night at the hands of a white police officer. And uh, that police officer's name, Matt Kenny, uh, he is on uh, a, a leave uh, until all the facts are in. Uh, definitely a different handling of this. But does that change the outcome? And does that change the anger? And does that change... Uh, the disconnect. Why do we continue to see unarmed African Americans killed by white police officers? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Uh, let's get to the calls. We've got a lot of them. And uh, let's see. We have uh, Maurice in Virginia uh, left us. So let's go next to, next to Derek in Cleveland, line four. Hi, Derek. Good afternoon. Hi. Yeah, thanks. I think here here we go. <laughs> Say again. Here we go again, right? Uh, the massive distraction of a problem that, yes, is a problem, but in the grand scheme of things to uh, African Americans in their communities is not a very large problem. I mean, the highest, you want to compare risk of dying, you know, the risk of dying at the hands of another African American man is like, I think, 1,800% higher. I mean, it's just, or even, it's, it's ridiculous. One thing, the one thing that's glaring from the Eric Holder and Justice Department report was that the hands up, don't shoot thing was was a complete fabrication. There was no truth in that whatsoever. And you you just went on a big rant about how everybody. Well, wait, let me ask you something. For, for, wait, wait, let me ask you something. First of all, are you African American? What, I'm not going to say what race I am. What does it matter? Well, no, well, no, because you started off saying that 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 what's happening between the police and these incidents in Ferguson and Madison aren't a concern in the African American community. And I didn't I, say they weren't a concern. You, you said they they're not the concern. number one concern. No, no. Do you, you think if I walked down the street? No, 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 no. You're not answering me. Where, where, where do you get that information? Hold on, because we got to take a break. I'm going to come right back to you. Okay, don't go away. I'm hanging up on you. Got to take a break. I don't control time. 
Uh, but I want to know where you're getting that information. And I'm asking because I'm white. So I only know what the African-American community tells me via Twitter, online, on television. You know, when they communicate with me. We'll be back. And we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy and Talk Radio. We're talking about the uh, latest shooting of a unarmed African-American teenager, 19 years of age, and uh, by a white police officer, this time in Madison, Wisconsin. We were taking your calls. We were talking with Derek in Cleveland on line four. Derek, thank you for holding. Welcome back. So, Derek, I'm asking you, how do you know the level of importance or prioritization of this versus other issues in the African-American community? That's why I asked if you were part of it. If you don't care to share that, then where do you get this uh, information? Unless you're willing to assume that African Americans are not logical and don't and and don't know how to think, then I guess you're no you're nobody nobody but, is saying nobody is saying that. But I would disagree well, that this isn't a top of mind answer. issue for African Americans. If you let me finish, I'll answer. In over a three-year period, these are uh, Children's Defense Fund and Justice Department figures. Over a three-year period, there were 185 um, police shootings of African American deaths related to police shootings of African Americans, unarmed, etc. In each year, there are roughly 3,000 murders of of teenage African-Americans. Almost 90% of those are at the hands of other African-Americans. So one does not need to be a rocket scientist to say that you have 60 deaths versus almost 2,700 That's not what you said, Derek. Derek, if you're saying a bigger issue in the black community is and should be the concern of African-Americans, the number of African-Americans killed at the hands of African-Americans, then I will buy that. But that's not what we hear. That is not what we hear the concern being out of the African-American community. And quite frankly, that is not what we hear uh, the Al Sharptons and the Jesse Jacksons talking about, as you know. Well, gee, first of all, that is exactly what I said. It should not be as high a priority. I didn't say it shouldn't be a priority. Go back and replay the tape. Secondly, big surprise. No, what you what you said is that this is not the number one concern, the shooting of African-Americans by police officers, by white police officers, and I would disagree with you. I feel that this is a bigger concern because it gets bigger play in the news, and therefore there is more well, conversation about it, get, it in these communities, it and it also fans the flames of, of the anger and, and uh, of individuals in the black community who are of tired course. of being racial profi- racially profiled, who are tired of being of arrested at a much higher rate uh, than, than other people in other races, especially whites, and be arrested by whites and have a system. And in addition, when you Go back, if you want to cite stats, how many African-Americans have been wrongly imprisoned or sat or still sit on death row wrongly? Of course. Gee, wonder, I wonder why Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson make a big deal about bigger deal. If you could listen to the tape, you know, don't, don't stereotype me either. You also, you also went Nobody's stereotyping you, Derek. I'm sorry that you're so angry. I'm not angry. You, you're the one going on a rant. If... You I'm not angry. Point. I'm passionate. There's a big difference. You also don't let people make a point so that you can sound like you know what you're talking about. No, I do know you what do. I'm talking about, but I, I would See, love you your again. I would love your point. What is your point? The point is, you just went on a rant before about how everybody is supposedly innocent and proof to a proven guilty. I agree with that. However, you and many other people don't seem to agree with that. You know, look, it was it was almost it was proven. Don't seem to officer, agree with what. Don't seem to agree with what? You don't seem to agree that the police officers are innocent until proven. I said that, so obviously you're not listening, which is very common for men when women speak. 
Well, oh, yeah, there you go. So why don't you call me a racist now, too, go while you're at You know what, Derek? I can't even have a conversation with you because you're all over the map, and you're, no, say, you're, you're, you're saying things I never said. If we play back the tape, I specifically said that not only did Tony Robinson have the right to remain innocent till proven guilty, and he is now dead, but so does this officer. I specifically said that. Why isn't there, why isn't there outrage over all of the lies about hands up, don't shoot? Why isn't there outrage about? I guess it depends what you're listening to or watching. There's certainly in conservative media enough outrage about that. Well, you don't see it on the quote mainstream media, and you hardly ever even mentioned it. What do you You mean? I hardly even mentioned it. Mentioned what? I give the I give the facts. There are there are individuals that testified that his hands were up. Some people said he said don't shoot. Some people said he had a trigger finger in the air. I mean, read it. This is these are facts. And what was the determination? The determination was that that didn't happen. I mean, sure, you could say, you know, you could right-wing crazy. Uh, no, it's not the run. determination that that didn't happen. The determination was that Darren Wilson was defending himself, and therefore the grand jury did not rule to uh, and vote to indict. In the Department of Justice investigation, they found that there was uh, that Michael Brown's civil rights were not violated, and there wasn't enough evidence to make any charges against Darren Wilson. Okay, let me ask you one question because you know you, you know, the, people like you on the press always love to relive the sixties. What are people like think, me? What are people like me? Since since you like people, you really love to label. What about what are people like me? Like, <laughs> what are people like me? People that think uh, a female, that, a mother, oh, yeah, a daughter, yeah, no, a I'm wife, not, white, Texas, short. What are people like me? Talking, how about talking the points? No, people no, like uh, no, dear. Ideology. Look it. You say something, love. You follow through. What are people? Who are people like me? People with the ideology and views that you have. And what? Are, what? What are the next... views that I have? What is my ideology? I just was starting to say it. You cut me off. Are you? Are you worried? I'm going to be. Are you worried? You're not going to. I'm not, honey. It's my show with my name on it. I have a dump button. I'm not worried at all. But go ahead. What is my ideology? The ideology is that we are still sort of stuck in the '60s and. Jim Crow and Selma and all this other kind of stuff. Mm, yes. That's not actually that's, an ideology, and, and I don't yes, agree with you there. It's, no, it's but you, you were wrong, that, so why don't you finish your point, and, and then you, know, you, can, you, know, you can try and figure out who I am, or you can ask me what I think, and they're two very different there's, there's outcomes. A whole industry, there's a whole industry, including a whole bunch of politicians on the left, that, that just thrive off of this continual perception that we're still in 1962, and, you know, they, they, they just love to see all these repeats. Of Derek, the let me ask you something since you like facts, okay? Do you think there's racial profiling in the United States? Yes. Okay. Do you think that people who are racially profiled, or, you know, black man walking in a nice white neighborhood, a rich neighborhood, stopped, uh, you know, after generations might uh, resent that, and that that resentment is growing as a result of these shootings? I, yes, on the, yes, on resenting, and wonder why it's growing because people are constantly told that situations are terrible, terrible, terrible. So it's like, oh, you're a victim. Well, the reason I ask if you're an African American man because I am not. I'm a woman, one, and I'm white. I know what it feels like when a cop's behind me, and I certainly know what it feels like when the blue lights go off. But I don't know what it's like to be racially profiled. I don't know that fear, and it is a fear by African-American men in this country, and especially by African-American youth. Well, of and, that, course. and that's why of I course. asked you if you were African-American, because then you would identify with it in a different way that I do. That aside, 
You have just agreed with two points that I made. So therefore, the ideology that you feel uh, goes back to the 60s and that you uh, accuse me wrongly of having, you just agreed with. Thank you for your call. No, I did. Yes, you did. You said that you agreed there was racial profiling and you understood and agreed that there was a resentment of people being racially profiled for decades and a growing resentment as the result of these shootings, more and more shootings that are occurring and and more and more publicity about these shootings. So therefore, there's more and more knowledge of these shootings. All right. Uh, We'll uh, we'll continue uh, with uh, your calls. But I I think we'd all agree that he ended up agreeing with me and he couldn't couldn't even agree that he agreed with me when he already had agreed with me (laughs) on those. Let's go to Sharon in Massachusetts on line one. Sharon, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hey, how you doing? Turn down your radio. There's a delay. It's going to be very confusing when we chat. Okay, we'll go back to we'll go back to Sharon in a minute. Everybody, turn your radio down. There is a delay. We do that because some people say nasty words, and we don't need expensive fines by the FCC. Every talk show do, uh, host does that, by the way. Every talk show, every network. Let's go to Frank and Palm Springs, line two. Frank, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. Good afternoon. How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. You know. We our our special forces, right? Our Navy SEALs and Green Beret, they do more training with psychologists than than they do actual physical training. And it's, it's a huge part of training. And there's there's legions of psychologists constantly evaluating mental state um, during the initial training process. And there's you know to make sure that they are mentally stable, make sure that they are capable of knowing when to pull a trigger and when not to. I've met some cops in my day, and it's not a negative thing towards cops, but I've met some cops where I just go, why does this guy got a gun and badge? I mean, it's just, you know, they, they could be racist. They could be just basically mentally unstable. And I was talking to a cop friend of mine who is a good cop, right? I said, why does, you know, why do these people stay cops? And he said, well, you know, it's once you're in, you're in. You, uh, you, you are very well protected. It's kind of like the, the teachers' union in Los Angeles. It's, uh, it's you know, there's, there's just no easy way to fire them. There's no easy way to retrain them. I don't know why we're not mentally reevaluating every single cop in this country, small town, big town, don't care. And I don't, I, I will never understand why if, 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 Body cams are not provided. Why these guys are not wearing body cams to protect themselves? If Darren Wilson would have had a body cam on, yeah, I truly believe he was trying to defend his life, and every cop has a right to defend their life and go home to their family. Um, but if he had a body camera on, maybe he would have answered all those questions and avoided all that tragedy and everything else. And you know, to your caller's point earlier, there's a huge industry based around stuff like this. People make money off it. People like me and you, we cry. When somebody dies like that, we we're, we're sad. We're upset. I'm a liberal. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm a conservative. You're a liberal. Uh, I love listening to your show. I'd rather listen to your show than Sean Hannity any day of the week. That guy just says the same thing over and over and over again. But, you know, all that could have been avoided with body cameras, and I don't understand it. And, and a little bit of mental evaluation and... Lock up the police. So, so, so you, do, do you agree? Do you agree? And, and see, to me, this is not a political issue. I agree with you here. To me, this is a, this is a human issue. We have had a race problem in our country since uh, the inception of our country, and we can keep, you know, you know, uh, pushing things under the rug, uh, but you don't 
you know, you don't wave a wand and with some legislation make a history of hundreds of years of enslavement, lack of opportunity, and hell, we didn't even give 40 acres and a mule. I mean, the list goes on to this uh, community. Now, I understand that's not the community today in 2015, uh, but you know, the, the, these are the, the, these are resentments and stories and feelings that are passed down generation to generation. The reality is, we have a disconnect and a problem between law enforcement and the African American community. And I agree with you. We should be looking, you know, we should be looking at that problem. You know, rather than trying to avoid that there's a racial element that exists. Do we know if Michael Brown had been white, if Daryl Wilson would have shot as many times? We don't. And but, you know, uh, but when you look at those emails and you look at those uh, over 35,000 pages from the Justice Department, just some horrific things. I mean, there have been some officers that have been, uh, you know, let go as a result of that in Ferguson. But, you know, if somebody feels negatively toward a person because they are Muslim or Asian uh, or female or black, you're telling me that they're they're not going to pull the trigger more readily if they have an inner hatred or distrust of that individual based on the skin color? You know what I mean? You know, so- I, I, I think with, with some psychological testing, I just met a cop just the other day at a, at a party. Um, and, he, and he's an LAPD cop, and that's all I'm going to say there. But uh, but uh, it was one of those things where I'm like, really? He's got a gun and a badge? You know, and, and you know, I lived in Daphne, Alabama for a while in this small town, and I watched those cops, white, black, uh, it didn't matter. If you were walking down the street, they would stop you and question. There's, you know, cops these days are very well protected by their union. They don't understand our constitutional rights. And and when people do exercise their constitutional rights, they get belligerent. I mean, there's a website completely dedicated to um, playing videos that people take every single day. And it doesn't matter if you're white or black. I, I, granted, if you're a, if you're a cop in a in an African American neighborhood where it's high crime, where there's where there's a lot of violence, where there's you're going to be a little more on your toes, and you might even get jaded because it's well documented that in these neighborhoods, people are just simply brought up to distrust and not like the police. All right. You've made a lot of good, uh, good points, and thank you for the compliment. I'll have to tell Sean, who's a friend of mine, I'll email him and rub it in his face now. <laughs> we're going to take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. And we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Bruce has an email he sent in. Hi, Leslie. I don't phone in. I, he has, a, uh, he has um, a vocal dystonia. But he said, uh, yes, we have a problem with institutional racism in our justice system, but I don't think the kind of cops described to the norm, or we'd have these shootings on a daily basis, probably more than one a day, given the number of interactions between police and the public. He says, if a person initiates a physical attack on an officer, they should assume they might well end up dead. Although he has training in a related field, he's not trained as a police officer, nor is he trained in the use of weapons, so he can't speak definitely about alternatives to using a gun. But he said if he were a cop attacked by a suspect, he would assume he, he was in imminent danger of losing his life and would respond in whatever way he um, assessed would negate the threat. And that uh, will be what the investigation in this, uh, as in any situation, is all about. Uh, let's go back to Sharon in Massachusetts, line one. Sharon, good afternoon. Uh Okay, sorry, uh, Sharon has left us, and uh, let's go, and so is Joe. Let's go to Carl in Nashville, line four. Carl? Hey, how you doing today? Good, how are you? 
Well, I am I am doing well. I, I I have to disagree with something you just said, and, and I and I know the other guy was saying this. He was probably trying to be smart when he was saying people like you. And I'm going to verify what I mean by people like you. I mean well-meaning, educated white people in America. Uh, This is a mistake that that you all make. When you asked the question, the hypothetical question a few minutes ago, that Darren Wilson had shot shot a white kid that many times, and you said you don't know. No, that's, yes. Yes, we do know the answer to that, and you know the answer to that, and other people know the answer to that. No, he would have not shot a white kid that many times. And until until um, until white America feel comfortable enough with saying yes, a black guy, a black teenager would get shot more times than a than a white teenager would, then then we would never get over this hump. The the the, the racism in America is is incredible. And one of the biggest legacies to me of, of President Obama is that it, it has it has shown and brung back to the top. Because see, you don't really see the Klan rallies like you used to, the parades up and down Main Street, wherever. You don't see that anymore. They got really good at hiding it. Race, racist people in America have gotten really good at hiding it over the past twenty, thirty years. Um, and with the with the election of President Obama, it just blew their top, and they can't stand it anymore to the point to where they run the Republican Party. And and you can tell it in the way they govern. You can tell it in what they do by not being in Selma on Sunday, I mean Saturday. Uh, But give an example today. I mean, 47 Republicans wrote a letter to the Iranian government saying, don't do this deal with President Obama. Can you imagine if 47 Democrats had did the same thing to President Reagan, to Miguel Gorbachev about the Soviet Union, the, the, the world would blow up. And so you see these racist things that come out against the president, but then you still have people saying, I don't know whether he would have shot. Come on now. Yes. Yes, a white kid wouldn't get shot. Because if you just watch the news. Whenever a teenager, a black teenager committed a crime, they call him an, an adult. But if a teenager, a white teenager, commit the same crime as on your local news, wherever you are in America, he's a teenager that committed a crime. So, so in, until until people are willing and able to say, "Damn it, this is what's going on in our country," we will never get up. Because see, I can I can expect you to do something about it. But I could never expect people like the guy to call you the Republican Party, the, the conservatives in America. I can't depend on them to do any of that. Uh, no, I hear you. I hear you, Carl. Very good points. Uh, Carl Nashville, thank you. Let's go to Michael in the Bronx on Line 5. Michael, you got two sentences. I've, I've run out of time, but we'll talk to you again tomorrow, I'm sure, on this and other issues. Go ahead. All right. So let's, let's take this answer our belt. To answer your question about if whites, particularly white wingers, benefit from this, the answer is yes, because every African-American killed by police or another white person, and yes, let's include Eric Gardner in this, even though he was choked, he's still another black man killed by a white cop. That is one less opposition voter for these right wingers. All right, Michael, very well done. You posted there, buddy. I'm Leslie Marshall, back tomorrow.